The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, and I'm so excited to introduce my next guest. She is a clinical professor at the University of Iowa, where she conducts clinical test trials of therapeutic lifestyle to treat multiple sclerosis related symptoms. So she's got an amazing book. Um, she's the author of The Walls Protocol, How I Beat Progressive MS Using Paleo Principles and Functional Medicine, and the cookbook, The Walls Protocol Cooking for Life. So welcome, Dr. Terry Walls. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So talk to us a little bit about your journey and what you have done to kind of help cure yourself and tell everyone a little bit of the history. Sure. So I'm an academic internal medicine doc. I certainly believe in the latest science, the best technology. Uh, and you know, I was actually very skeptical of special diets, supplements, all that complementary alternative medicine stuff. But you know, God has a way uh, of teaching us. Um, and so I, uh, in 2000, developed some weakness in my left leg and was evaluated by neurology with MRIs of my brain, my spinal cord, spinal tap, uh, many, many blood tests. And I was found to have lesions uh, in my spinal cord uh, in that I was told I had multiple sclerosis. Now, I knew I wanted to treat my disease aggressively. And so I did some research, found uh, the best center here in the Midwest that was doing active clinical trials, which was the Cleveland Clinic. I saw their best people, took the newest drugs, and relentlessly went downhill anyway. In 2002, uh, they told me about the work of Lauren Cordain. Uh, and I began, um, after 20 years of being a vegetarian, I went back to eating meat. I continued to decline. In the next year, I needed a total decline wheelchair. Uh, I took mitoxantrone, and then I took Tizabri, and I continued to relentlessly decline. And it's very clear that the best conventional medicine was not going to stop my slide into a bedridden, demented, and quite possibly intractable pain from um, trigeminal neuralgia. And that's when I started reading the basic science. Um, uh, I started reading ancestral health principles. I discovered functional medicine. Uh, you know, and by 2007, I'm so weak, I cannot sit up in a regular chair. I'm in a zero gravity chair. Um, it's a struggle to walk 10 feet using two walking sticks. My trigeminal neuralgia is more and more debilitating, more severe. Uh, and I'm on the verge of being forced into medical retirement. But that's when I finally integrate everything that I've been learning uh, with basic science, ancestral health, functional medicine. And I create a diet and lifestyle protocol that, to my amazement, not only stops my decline, stops the pain, uh, I begin getting stronger and stronger. And in fact, uh, 12 months later, I'm able to do an 18.5 mile bike ride with my family. Wow. So uh, this certainly changes how I think about disease and health. It will change the way I practice medicine. And it would ultimately change uh, the type of research that I do. Awesome. Well, tell us, so obviously this is a intermittent fasting and fasting podcast. Talk to us a little bit about what you've done as far as fasting goes and what you believe and how you believe fasting can help heal your body. Well, um, so our ancestors, ancestral mothers and fathers, 
for their lives, food was really an intermittent occasional activity. Um, if the hunt was good, if the gathering was good, you had food. And if it was not, you didn't have food. And so our biology is very well equipped to uh, cope with intermittent periods of insufficient food or no food whatsoever. Um, and I'd say the, the research now continues to grow um, about the benefits of intermittent calorie restriction, intermittent fasting, periodic fasting. And when we do that, it improves the function uh, of our hormones. It improves our insulin sensitivity. It improves um, uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factors, uh, hormones that help tell our brain cells to repair uh, and boost each other's synapses or connections. Uh, and if you do a longer fast, um, five days or longer, you end up uh, not only boosting all of those things, but you'll also boost your stem cells. Uh, and that is very, very exciting. Uh, there's more research uh, coming out uh, about the benefits of uh, periodically doing these periodic fasts to boost the stem cells. Your, your bone marrow will make these stem cells, dump them into your circulation, where these stem cells will go out and help repair what needs to be repaired. And to you know, basically euthan us, euthan us. So that's uh, aging in reverse. I've been doing this now for several years. I, I talk about uh, what I've learned on the fasting and the research in my book and give people some guidance on how to move from their, their present eating pattern into more of these uh, time-restricted feeding, intermittent fasting, or periodic fasting patterns. And what what is the longest fast you've ever done? Well, when I, when I actually, when I, you know, it's interesting. When I was in college, I was very much into fasting. Uh, and the longest fast I did water only was 10 days. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I, I was really quite young then. Um, uh, the uh, longest fast I, I do now in my present uh, pattern is seven days. Uh, uh, more typically, it's a five-day fast. Let's say you know five to seven days, and while I'm doing that, um, you know I'm still training. I'm still doing my uh, physical therapy routines. I'm still biking to and from work, uh, and I'm still you know fully engaged in all of my professional capacities. Hey guys, I want you to know what I've been doing for my health that is absolutely transforming it. I'm taking massive amounts of vitamin C. Now, it's not just the regular vitamin C. This is 100% natural and it only contains natural sources, whole foods like amla berry, camu camu berry, uh, cherry. So it's literally just ground up fruits and massive amounts and it delivers 750% of your daily recommended vitamin C. So I literally double it and I have just seen so many benefits. So go to ChantelRayWay.com slash vitamin C to get yours today. Yeah, I think that's good. And a lot of times people think that when they do a fast, that they have to just stop all activity. Like they literally just have to take a week off work or take three days off work, do nothing. And I do, I really engage in almost all my activities when I do a water fast. Um, and, and I do okay. So for you, would you say when you just do a water fast, you can continue to do most of your day-to-day -day activities? Um, with a, a couple of caveats, if somebody's eating the standard American diet and they launch immediately into water fast, uh, you really need to have close medical supervision uh, because you may find that your blood pressure drops, 
that you're you're losing more uh, salt uh, and you're a little more vulnerable to fainting, your medication needs may need to be adjusted. If you have been doing time-restricted feeding uh, and you've been sort of easing into this more uh, fasting period, um, uh, you'll tolerate it better. Uh, so someone who is used to this, uh, there is no, very rarely do they have to make any restrictions. You know, I, I'm still biking, I'm still lifting weights, I'm still working out, I am still, um, you know, fully productive at work. Um, but the first time you do it, it's a little more uncomfortable. Uh, and if it's an abrupt change from a standard American diet, very high glycemic index, uh, a lot of insulin resistance, um, that person's going to have a little more difficulty, actually quite a bit more difficulty. So I much prefer that people transition out of their really terrible diets to a healthier diet, to uh, more um, time-restricted feeding, intermittent fasting, and then get to a, a periodic fast. So I have an autoimmune disease. I have Hashimoto's, and I just I have some thyroid issues, and just some psoriasis that I still am battling with. So can you tell us about how the WALS protocol, um, ex explain how that helps with people who are struggling with autoimmune disease? Sure. So autoimmune disease uh, typically uh, is multifactorial. We have a few genes that increase their risk ever so slightly. And then these genes are interacting with our lifetime of uh, toxin exposures, uh, dietary patterns, physical activity, uh, social network. Uh, and all of those factors will turn my genes on and off. Uh, and so the more disease-promoting lifestyle factors that I've got going on, the more um, disease-promoting genes will be turned on. And the greater the probability that those genes that put me at risk for autoimmunity will tip me over into overt autoimmunity. So, you know, if somebody uh, is reading my book or in my practice, um, I I'll, we'll go over their family history so I can understand what genes are likely the problem. Then I really uh, want to interview them and understand uh, their lifestyle factors. Uh, for example, unrecognized gluten sensitivity uh, in casein sensitivity uh, can often be triggers for leaky gut uh, and uh, overly aggressive immune response and overly aggressive production of um, inflammatory proteins in the blood that will, again, make whatever autoimmune disease you have much more active, much more difficult to control. Uh, and then if you have uh, toxins stored in your, in your, in your body, uh, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, um, lead, those will, again, drive up those, the production of inflammation related uh, proteins, and that will make your autoimmune disease more active and more difficult to control. Uh, and then uh, the third thing that can make it uh, more difficult, if my stress hormones are continually on and I don't have any of those periods of relaxation where things calm down, that again will drive up the production of these inflammatory protein molecules that will make the autoimmune process much more difficult to control. You know, and, and sadly, so many of us, um, you know, we've succumbed to the convenience uh, in the marketing 
of the uh, processed food industry that has designed foods to be incredibly tasty, uh, incredibly uh, pleasure producing in our brain, uh, which then creates uh, craving and addictions and drive us to overconsume foods that are full of calories and not much nutrition. So mm-hmm. if we don't have the building blocks of what we need to do the chemistry of life, that can uh, also drive up uh, all the autoimmune symptoms uh, as well. Hey guys, I have a free smoothie book that has over 20 recipes that are super unique, like broccoli bonanza, great green smoothie, and mojito madness, and so much more. They are really amazing and you're gonna love them. And the best part is it's totally free. So go to chantelrayway.com slash free recipe and you'll get the book and tons of other free recipes. Or just look in the show notes and click there. So in my newest edition of my book, Waste Away, I talk to people that I say that everyone, people don't have to deprive themselves when it comes to food, but everyone needs to decide for themselves, what are their red light, yellow light, and green light foods? And so the red light foods are foods like when you you in particular have them, you feel terrible. And then, you know, yellow lights, like, I don't feel great, but I don't feel terrible when I eat this. So for you personally, what are your red and yellow light foods? Okay. So, uh, gluten, uh, dairy and eggs. If I have any of those, uh, in six to 24 hours, my face pain will turn on. And that's like a cattle prod that's, you know, zapping me right here or right here. Uh, it is within a few hours it goes from unpleasant to so severe I can't walk, talk, swallow, speak. So I, I'm mm. very careful to not get those foods. And I'm very careful if I'm out at a restaurant to make sure the wait staff knows that if I eat those foods, I'll be in the hospital. Uh, yellow light foods, you know, foods that I, I could have on occasion. Um, I, I, I wouldn't do well if I had them every day. I have them occasionally, uh, the nightshades. So uh, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants. If I have them a couple times a month, you know, I'm fine. If I have them every day, you know, by the fourth or fifth day, my face pain will probably get triggered. Mm, awesome. Now, the question I like to ask all my guests, take me through a normal day in the life of Terry. So like, what did you eat yesterday? When did you eat it? Talk to us about that. So in a normal day, I eat uh, one meal a day. So yesterday morning, I had my detox teas that I have while I was taking my sauna. And then I uh, would drink uh, some green tea throughout the day. Then in the uh, and I should also tell you that in the morning, I made my uh, lamb stew. So I took a couple of uh, lamb shanks, uh, a quarter cabbage, a big onion, uh, and uh, black fermented garlic. Put all that in the instant pot with a bunch of uh, water uh, and a little bit of seaweed and made that stew. Uh, then uh, I also made an Aronia uh, uh, phosphatidylcholine smoothie. So phosphatidylcholine and some uh, uh, basically flax or hemp oil uh, blended together. Uh, then I add in some mushroom powders uh, that I have with medicinal mushrooms, uh, inulin, uh, Aronia berries, I blend all that together, uh, and then I add some chia seed and put that uh, in a bowl, um, and I let it ferment with some probiotics all day long, and I'll have that with my evening meal. Uh, then I had uh, a big uh, bowl uh, with some 
chopped fresh greens from my garden, ladle in uh, the lamb stew, I have two big bowls of my lamb stew, uh, and then uh, I have my aronia pudding, and again, some more uh, chamomile tea uh, for supper. And, uh, you know, I, I ate all of that between uh, 5.30 and 6.30, and uh, that's the time that I have my calories. Uh, today, um, well, uh, my uh, meal tonight will be a big salad uh, and uh, chicken uh, with a nut cheese in the middle. Because uh, I, uh, I can have peppers occasionally. Uh, it's stuffed with uh, lots of hot peppers and some red peppers and garlic um, and uh, fresh oregano. Uh, and then, so for the most part, you're eating one meal a day every day would be sometimes you might have two meals. Like how many days a week would you say you're having one meal? Seven. Seven so, days a week. If I, if I go to a conference and people are um, having, um, so if I'm away from home and I'm socially with other folks and they're eating, uh, they always feel bad if I'm not eating. So I'll eat my meals uh, with others when socially appropriate. But if I'm in my own uh, home, uh, I'm having just one meal a day. Got it. Well, let's jump right into the listener questions. This first one is from Lois in San Diego. Both my mother and aunt have MS. I'm 35 and so far I've have no symptoms. What are the odds that I will get it too? And should I be concerned for with my children? Lois in San Diego. So Lois, yes, you should be concerned for you and your children. You have the genes that put you at higher risk. Um, and so you, you may well be in that prodrome phase uh, that typically goes on for 10 to 20 years before overt symptoms. And I also want you to know that uh, with every generation, the diagnosis of an autoimmune disease would come in uh, five to 10 years earlier. Uh, so my advice is address your diet and lifestyle issues. Because you, because you have the genes that put your risk for autoimmunity, you might be developing MS, you might be developing psoriasis or thyroid disease or different autoimmune problem. So I would certainly think about going gluten and dairy free, um, get rid of the processed foods and really have a nutrient dense diet. Um, and then uh, think deeply about what you could do to have a stress reducing practice in some sort of regular exercise. Uh, your kids will be at higher risk again for autoimmune problems and potentially uh, mental health issues. And so the similar approach for them would be very helpful. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but if you are just feeling so tired throughout the day and just feeling restless at night, then I want you to try something called Energy Bits. Each package is has spirulina or chlorella algae. They're plant-based and they have zero sugar, 40 nutrients, five grams of protein. And so you are gonna feel great taking them. So go to energybits.com and then you'll get 20% off if you put the promo code Chantel. That's C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Mm. All right, Mike in Chicago. Is there any way to prevent MS? My wife has a family history of it, and I can't stand the thought. I, can, I guess it's pretty much the same question the same that question. you just answered. You know, yeah, and, and the same advice, um, because there's this really long program where you're beginning to have damage, not enough damage that you have symptoms or enough damage to make a diagnosis. But that prodrome phase is when you could completely reverse all the damage. And think about 
all, you know, all of us, you know, myself included, what I wouldn't give to go back to my college years to realize what I know now and to have done everything, you know, then, you know, my life would be so radically different. And, you know, pretty much every MS person that I know, we all wish we could go back to before we became uh, disabled, before we had, uh, you know, uh, all this pain or um, uh, motor difficulties. Yeah. All right. Laura in Albuquerque. Hi, Chantelle. I've recently ordered your book and have enjoyed reading it. Thanks so much for writing it. I've been practicing intermittent fasting in prayer for over three years now. I had a daughter seven months ago. I didn't fast when I was pregnant and I'm not nursing and I need to lose the weight from my pregnancy, but I'm currently stuck. I fasted for three months with no weight loss and then took a few weeks off and did another 30-day intermittent fasting and got off sugar, but had no weight loss. Anyway, do you think the body gets used to fasting and doesn't respond? I love it so much. And I've lost 30 pounds in five months previously, but I am 75 pounds overweight. So I need a little bit of help. Thanks so much, Laura and Albuquerque. So it sounds like she lost 30 pounds in five months, but then now she's stuck. She's been continuing doing intermittent fasting, but it's stuck. Well, um, a couple things that uh, I'm beginning to wonder about. Uh, uh, what's the status of the thyroid disease? Uh, uh, some people after pregnancy can have some difficulties developing hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. That will make uh, weight loss much, much more difficult. Uh, another possibility, uh, sometimes you have changes in the estrogen uh, production. Uh, that too can make uh, weight loss uh, more difficult. Um, so. I would uh, uh, try and find someone who can assist with your thyroid evaluation. You know, I'm thinking of Alan Christensen's group uh, in uh, uh, the Phoenix area. Uh, They have a lot of expertise with thyroid uh, disorders. Uh, So I I would uh, head down that route. Uh, You know, we've had tremendous success helping people um, who are overweight or even severe morbid obesity, uh, stabilize and lose weight uh, without being hungry. Um, as a matter of fact, in my clinical trials, I have to do these reports every three months with um, uh, people's weights and stability because people so consistently uh, lose weight on the walls protocol. Uh, so far, we've not had anyone become underweight, uh, but weight loss is, is really quite typical. Uh, and so if you're not experiencing weight loss, uh, in in my clinics, uh, then I'm really looking at thyroid function. And that's generally the reason why. And I'd love to see what her window is, because like for me, if I do an eight hour window, I'm not going to lose weight either. And so, you know, for me, I do best on how, if I'm going to lose weight, it's going to be on a four to six hour window or one meal a day. And so one meal a day is, is really, if I want to lose weight, that's where I need to go. And so that's a big thing is like, how much are you eating in your eating window? And what are you eating? Absolutely. I mean, I really like one meal a day. It's, it's, it's convenient. It's easy. Uh, uh, so, yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, where can listeners go to follow you and your work? Well, there are so many places to uh, follow us. Um, uh, so on social media, Instagram, which is Dr. Terry Walls, D-R-T-E-R-R-Y, Walls, 
W-A-H-L-S. Um, great place to see what I'm eating and doing every day. Uh, Facebook and Twitter are Terry Walls. Uh, and then my webpage, uh, terrywalls.com, T-E-R-R-Y, uh, walls, W-A-H-L-S.com. If you add a forward slash diet, you get a one-page summary of the diet we use in our clinical trials. Uh, and then we can get you started in how to learn more and more about all the stuff that we're doing. Awesome. And so to give people a little bit of a sneak peek, and um, this book is amazing. You guys all need to pick it up. But give them like a little tiny sneak peek of like, give them two to three mini tips of what you talk about in the book to get them excited to read it. So wouldn't you just love to use them? Wouldn't you love to be able to roll back the clock and look and feel 10 years younger, 15 years younger? That's what I talk about is that so many of us have gotten used to what we think of uh, normal aging now, which is so dysfunctional. The American public is aging at a very accelerated rate. Uh, and so I talk about that and I talk about things that you can do to get back to healthy aging, which will make you when you look in the mirror, you're like 10 to 15 years younger. Very fun. And then uh, uh, along with that, we talk a lot about stem cells, the indications for who, who uh, would benefit from stem cells according to the, the current conventional th thinking, uh, where you can get those stem cells. Uh, and then more importantly, how all of us could get our stem cells going right now. And what are the things that you could do to stimulate uh, an increase in the number of stem cells that you have in your circulation, which again, will only accelerate your speed of healing. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. That's always and great. If, and if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.